Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Travel time, I mean, even during the age of COVID is super important because you need to transition between meetings. Getting from place to place always takes more time than you think it does. And the best case scenario is that you show up five minutes or 10 minutes early and you're able to like make that quick call or, you know, be show up in advance. You know how they say, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. So making sure that it's, that it's there. And I mean, you're the commitment. You know, like you going for that walk and having that time for yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazny. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine is about two things. Number one, people are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world. Doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now, so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. Guys, welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde, and boy, do we have an amazing show for you today. We have my dear friend, Annette Palilka. Did I, did I get yeah, that right? You did. Because oh, d- d- I, I got fucked up last names, and yours is way less screwed up than mine is. We've known each other for like 20, 19 years, I think. Is that right? Um, am I dating us? I was doing the math earlier, so something wrong there, yeah. Yeah, it's it's at least over eight, 17 or 18. So we, we met way back in the day in San Francisco. Um, and anyway, I want to tell you a little bit about Annette. She's a sustainable consultant. Uh, she did some amazing things with AmeriCorps. Didn't she work for like the, the the not the FAA, What's that's the federal era. What's the other one? The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Yes, yes. The thing that Trump doesn't like. And um, you're a life coach. And mm-hmm. you're all about nature and the environment. You're doing some really cool things that I, I want to dig into. So um, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. Yeah. Awesome to be here. Welcome so, to Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's nature That is definitely nature I love it. It's beautiful. Um, so I, I wanted to start off. Um, you've seen a couple of the shows. So I'd like to start off with a little yoga laugh. Are you filling up for that? Sure. Have you done yoga <laughs> laugh? Have you done yoga laugh? I don't laugh? have. Dude, you seem like the type of person that would have done a yoga laugh. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm stereotyping you right now, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you really quickly what one is, and then we will do one together. Does that, does that work? That sounds perfect. Since I introduced my singing and rapping in the shows, I pulled back on the yoga laugh. And for you, I'm doubling down. We're going yoga laugh and singing. So that's because I love you and it's just was your birthday. So I'm giving you extra presents right now. (laughs) All right. Um, a yoga laugh is where you laugh as hard as you can. You force a laugh. So it's like, uh, and then, and so I'll, sh- I'll express one to you and then, and then we'll do three together. Okay. So this is what a yoga laugh is. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. All right. Ready on the count of three. We're going to do three. We'll do three different. We'll do three laughs. So you just fall my lead. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> 
Oh, how do you feel? I feel great. I feel great. Yeah, they always give you a nice like. I feel a nice buzz after I do it. It's 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 very. It's if you're ever in like a, a awkward moment with like a group or something, and you want to throw everybody off, make them all do a logia yeah, logia yeah, <laughs> yoga laugh. Um, I've had that. I've had that. It works very well. So, um, dude, what have you been up? I mean, I know you. We talked a little bit, but like, fill me in. You just had this amazing birthday. Yeah. Hear about it. And let's talk about some of the cool things you do with that. And let's dive in. What's up? Yeah. So I just turned 40 the other day. And, um, you know, I've been feeling good about it. And so usually for my birthday, I will. So my birthday is in the middle of the summer. So I grew up going to summer camp. So my birthday has always been surrounded by all of my friends and playing uh, games and going to the pool and that's just like the culture of my birthday. Yeah. And um, I usually go camping or backpacking. Last year, I was on the John Muir Trail uh, backpacking on my birthday. And obviously, this year is different. So I wanted to do something where I could get outside with all my friends. And so I decided to do this thing where I was going to run a mile a day. So if you have been sheltering in place during COVID, you might have gotten into the rut, like some of us, like myself, of maybe not going outside. You know, sometimes that's easier or more convenient, or you just not like, I'm in my pajamas for the third day straight, you know, and everyone laughs at that because it's true. So it was a way for me to get outside, for me to do something to be physical, you know, to be physical, but not necessarily putting pressure to do something really crazy. And so I invited all my friends to do it and everyone did their own version. And that's the part that I really loved. You know, some friends walked, you swam every day, you know, and I'm, I'm curious how you felt after 40 days of swimming. Awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm on, I mean, I've been, I think I I had been swimming before that every day. And then, and then I was like, and I, I'm not very, I'm not very, I'm, I'm not a good runner. I was joking about this yesterday on one of the shows that like, I'm not built for running. Like I have bad knees and flat feet. Um, but for some reason I got like these Italian peasant legs and really long arms. It's like a monkey. And so <laughs> that's really good for swimming. Cause I have like a kick hard and I can swim. And I, I've swam now, I think um, 75 days in a row, but the 40 for your birthday were, it was, it was cool to have purpose around it, which obviously that purpose helps everything. Right. So yeah, no, I feel it's like some, I've never worked out this many days in a row ever. Like, I, yeah, never my, my whole life. So yeah, no, I feel amazing. How do you feel? Right on. I, I feel good. I was surprised by a couple of things. Uh, the first was, so I'm a hiker and I have a backpacking trip coming up, um, a mountain in a week or two. So, you know, hiking and having that distance, the distance actually went down. So what I found was that sometimes I would just do my mile and then I'd come home. And then I'd continue with my workday. So that part was interesting where I was like, oh, my overall mileage went down. But then what I also found was that I wanted to eat healthier. I wanted to like pick up some weights. (laughs) I realized that my core could be stronger. So all of these other benefits rose to the top really naturally without feeling the stress or like the pressure of having to like be more healthy or I'm going to eat healthier. It was just more of like, Oh, okay. I'm going to have a lunch, you know? And that felt, that felt fantastic. So I, I felt that by the time my birthday came, I was like, I am not training for anything. I'm not training for a marathon, which sometimes And I mean, maybe you get into this mode or other people get into this mode where when you're training for something, you have a goal, you know what you have to do to get there. You break it down, you know, you have a plan, you might have a coach and like you execute, you know, like show up, you know, for what you're supposed to do. And sometimes it's like a little too much. And when I was training for the New York City Marathon, I ended up finding that like I was getting like injuries and it was really hard for my head to like pull back. Yeah because I'm like, I don't want to get behind schedule. I, this, that, and I'm not a fast runner. Um, and I don't care, you Mm -hmm. know, that thing, I don't care. And so I'm going to continue on with this 40 day thing. Um, but we can get into that a little bit later if you want. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I think like, um, for, I, we have a, we had a, the first guest on the show was David Rendell and the, and he is an ultra marathoner. 
I know he's six foot seven and like thin as a rail. And, and I think him taking a step is the equivalent of a normal person taking four steps. So, so when he's like, Oh, I ran a hundred miles. I'm like, that's just like a normal, that's like a normal person running a marathon, dude. So like quit bragging. No. <laughs> um, and like when I run a marathon, it's like, it's like him running four ultra marathons. Um, and so, so I, I, my, my brother ran a marathon once uh, like 20 years ago, he ran the LA marathon and he permanently hurt himself. Like he never was the same. And, and so I'm always like, uh, I just, I don't get it. Like I get it. I, I, cause I, I like to run a little bit, like, like a mile that feels, sounds amazing. Um, cause you get the runners high and I, and I totally understand it, but I'll tell you like, I, yeah, I, I think it's all about, and you're kind of making the point. It's all about picking activities that you could just weave into your life without it being a challenge. And it, it becomes additive, not like, oh, you, where you start to feel like shit because you didn't do it. And then there's like the guilt and because it's hard and you we, you don't really want to do it. I mean, you know, like a lot of people hate working out because it's hard to find things you like to do when you work out, you know, like to your point, like training for the uh, the New York Marathon, which is a cool thing to train for. But you have that like goal in mind of like, all right, I'm going to cross the finish line. And, and but then the, the the training itself is brutal and then you get hurt because it's hard and then you're like but i'm gonna do it did you by the way do the do the marathon i didn't yeah so you so like you were so injured you couldn't do it right? so what was interesting was a part of me so my knees were hurting and a part of me was thinking and, and this part's this is interesting part of me was thinking that i'm just gonna walk it and in my mind as a hiker i'm like i can walk 26 miles like in a day like that you know, there is no hurdle there, but it hurt to walk to Bart. So I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. Yeah. You got to listen to your body. You got to listen to your body. And, you know, it's more about having something that's small enough that you're able to show up for every day, that the hard part isn't that activity. The hard part is just showing up. And then ultimately how often do we show up for other people uh, versus for ourselves? Right. So I made a commitment to you today at this time and I'm going to show up. But what if, you know, it's like, what are you, what commitments are you not making to yourself and what slides? Because we have businesses, we have work, we have kids, we have, you know, a million other things. And the first thing to go is oftentimes, at least for me. So let me know if you relate, but oftentimes the first things to go is exercise, good food um, and sleep. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life, from canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, well, I mean, you're making a good point. Like, like I... I did this program around conscious leadership that I was talking about in the last episode with a, one of my classmates who was in the program. And, you know, the, we, there's a whole thing around time blocking, right? And to your point, we'll, like, especially if we have a high level of commitment, right? And if we're the type of person that's a dedicated person, which I think most people try it, would like to, no one says, man, I am the least dedicated person and I don't show up for anybody. I'm a total fucking flake, right? Like, no, like no one says that, but they do it, right? Um, it's like someone saying they have a bad work ethic. Most people don't say that. Um, and so, but they do it. Uh, and so we do that with, with ourselves because it's easy. It's easy for me to give time to other people, but I treat myself like shit and I don't give myself the time I need. I don't give myself the rest I need. I don't give myself the space I need. And then, and then it becomes really burdensome to show up for other people. And then you, you know, it's a downward spiral. And so one of the practices that, that, integral practices around inter- integral leadership that I learned that I'm going to admit to you, I'm pretty bad at it. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, it's, it's just something I'm aware of that I, that I'm slowly working on is I'll, I'll schedule time on my calendar. And now I miss those appointments all the time with myself. I have in there, go eat lunch with my kids. I miss that appointment probably like four out of five days. You know, I have in there to go work out. I do do that. I have in there to go for a walk. I'm, I, I'll schedule over that in two seconds, but and it's bad habit, right? Because this all we're talking about is a choice. And to your point, like you're, the first person you're going to take away from is yourself, with, which when you're laying on your deathbed, I'm pretty sure that's the first person you're going to be pissed at that you didn't give all that time to. You know what I mean? So well, how do you, like, what are the things that you do to work around that? Well, I schedule it in and I actually, I have an accountability buddy. And we send each other our schedules in advance so that we know that I know that when it's in my calendar, sometimes it's easier to just follow what, you know, the agenda, a trick that I love with that is giving enough time in between meetings. Yeah. Travel time. I mean, even during the age of COVID is super important because you need to transition between meetings Uh, getting from place to place always takes more time than you think it does. And the best case scenario is that you show up five minutes or 10 minutes early and you're able to like make that quick call or, you know, be show up in advance. You know how they say, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. Yeah. That's Lombardi time, baby. (laughs) So making sure that it's, that it's there. And I mean, you're the commitment. You know, like you going for that walk and having that time for yourself, because I mean, if you think about it, how many times do successful people say, oh, I was in the shower and I had this great idea. Yeah. Right. And so if you think about it, it's the time for themselves. No one's hassling them. They're not on the phone, this, that. So in real life, when we're being tugged from all of these different directions with, you know, email and phone and 
WhatsApp and all the different freaking chat groups that are out there, you know, it's when you're actually by yourself and have that time is like when the magic happens, you know? And so one of the things that I love to coach around getting outdoors in nature is, you know, either a scheduling what I call a walk talk with my community every Wednesday, but you know, which meetings can you do while walking? Who can you, who can you call, whether it's a parent, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone to catch up with, you know, or whether it's a, you know, a business meeting as well, where you suggest and they say, Hey, yeah, you know what? I want to be walking too, you know, or having that time for yourself. So you're, or you can have it as a walking meditation where you're like, no one is talking to me and this is lovely. And you get to slowly calm your head, all of those thoughts and so back in the day, I had a meetup group in Berkeley where we would, um, half of the hike was in community, and then we would do a meditation, do some forest bathing, and then the rest of the hike was in silence. And I initially, you know, felt a little nervous about it because some people are like, how far are we going to go and how fast? And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not the kind of hike that we're doing, you know, oh. and, but the people who show up love it because it allows for permission for us to just be quiet, for us to look at the trees and to put rocks in our hands and like take off your shoes and just like be present. And I don't know, I don't know what's more important than uh, taking care of ourselves, you know, because if you're not healthy mentally and physically, like you need to be there for your kids. You know, you need to be there for your wife. I mean, obviously you need to be there for yourself, you know, to be successful and to be, you know, everything that you want to create in the world. And, you know, that happens when you have that time, you know, when you carve that time for yourself and you make it a priority and you make it non-negotiable. So one of the things that I make that's non-negotiable is my bedtime. And like when I'm done talking with people and I have alarms set on my phone and I know that, I mean, it's funny because back in the day when we used to see other human beings, I'd be on a date and all of a sudden at nine o'clock, my alarm goes off to like, start getting ready for bed, you know, <laughs> but like, bye, I gotta go, <laughs> you know, and even last night, I, I, I sort of pushed it a, little, a little bit and what, what ended up happening is I was talking with a friend about my, the program that I'm launching and I was getting all of these ideas. And so I actually couldn't fall asleep for another 45 minutes and I had to get up write things down and then I could fall asleep Yeah, Um, because my brain was working and my brain was excited, even though I wasn't necessarily on my computer, but you know, it's like, "Mm, I need to protect that space so that we're able to go to sleep soon. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I want to ask about your program, but before we go there, guys, um, we are live. So ask the, you got Annette, sustainability coach, personal coach, life coach, She's doing some really cool things, and we're going to talk about her nature, her nature programs that she takes people out on, and and her life coaching that she does in just a second here. But um, so yeah, so so ask questions. My team's on standby. Uh, start a watch party. Uh, we got a great talk going on here, and uh, love to hear some of your questions. So so yeah, so so talk about like the coaching and the program, and you know what, like I know you started this. I think we talked about this. Gosh, I think what, it was a year and a half ago when we were in Utah my house and you were telling me about this really cool thing. You wanted to start like a retreat thing. So yeah, tell the audience about that. Yeah. So my, my previous day job before COVID was all about sustainability and, you know, laws about garbage and recycling. And uh, one of the things that I realized is that I had dedicated my life to the environment, to preserving the environment, because I also love being in it. And I want everyone to have clean air, water, soil, I don't care who you are, politics, everything, you know, it's like, I want that for everyone. Um, And one of the things that I realized is like, we need to spend more time outside. We're so cooped up. We need to spend time outside. We need to um, be connected also with like our deeper selves. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when you're on a hike, when you're walking with your kids, like you feel a little bit more playful and connecting to that part, to that joyous part of, you know, when you might have like tried to climb a tree, you know, and then maybe someone told you like, don't climb a tree, you're going to get hurt. And then all of a sudden you're, 
you know, you're living a little bit more out of fear. So I, I call myself a life coach for people who also love nature or the environment, or, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process, but I've been doing, um, I was doing in-person retreats, you know, around the solstice, um, and on hiking retreats and, you know, just connecting with our deeper selves. But ultimately I feel that when you feel strong in your body, when you're outdoors and like safe, you also feel strong in your mind. And so that's also along with that mile a day thing. You know, it's like when you right. feel, when you feel good physically, you're more likely to feel better mentally. And so those are the skills that you get to take, you know, into the boardroom with your family, in your personal life, where you show up a little bit more confidently because you're more grounded, you know, what's important to you, you're connected, connected to the bigger picture, you know, and if you believe in a higher power, I mean, I don't know anyone who's gone out into nature who has had a bad time. I mean, yeah. there's like the type two fun. I was like, wait a second. I mean, uh, I mean maybe, I, maybe, maybe not, you know, but. I, I, have a, I have a story to tell you about that. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so type two fun is that in the moment, oh, there's birds um, in the moment and it's garbage day. So we might see bears, you know, oh, no tend, way. tend to look outside, but um, in the moment it's hard and you're tired and you're cranky and it's raining and it's bad weather. But then afterward you're like, Oh, that was epic. That's type yeah. two. And type three fun is like, it's not fun in the moment. And it's not fun when you look back where you're like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I, you know, as I grew up in a, a family of people that were not outdoorsy at all, I mean, like, and my joke is that my dad's idea of camping was going to Las Vegas and going to the casino. And so um, I literally, I, I, the first time I camped, I was 19. That was the first time I ever camped. And then I didn't camp again till, gosh, I want to say like in my tw- like late 20s. I think maybe in 30s when I had my kids. Um, and and I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a, I, I like glamping. Uh, and I, and I do like being outdoors. I mean, I, I rented like an Airstream once at Cassini ranch in uh Russian river. And I mean, if you ever, if you don't like to camp and you're kind of a sissy, like I am about, you know, being outdoors, go run an Airstream. Cause that's like staying in the, the W hotel. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. And, and, but to your point, the being outside, I mean, there is nothing like it. it's grounding. I walk around my, you know, I, I have a kind of a cool piece of land here in Austin that's about an acre of land. I just go walk around on my property barefoot and I have a stream behind my house and I'll just go when it rains, I'll, I'll go sit out by the stream and listen, you know, the white noise of the water and, you know, feeling dirt on my feet. And the, the, there's something about that that I think it's, I think it releases a lot of like cortisol out of your body and like, creates feelings of gratitude and love and because I feel way more chill when I do that like I feel about as chill as anything when I do those types of things and I was this just coming from a person like like I like going to New York City you know like when I said you're like has anyone ever had a bad experience camping or no one's ever had a bad experience I'm like uh yeah I took a one and a half year old camping and like literally wanted to shoot myself um, and <laughs> at the Antelope Lake in, uh, in Nevada. So uh, I will say taking a one and a half year old that's crying like all night long in pitch dark, not fun. Um, but, but by yourself or like, even if your kids are old enough, or if you can deal with a one and a half year old screaming at three o'clock in the morning in pitch dark, um, uh, being outdoors, there's not, there is nothing like it. I, I agree. We have a question actually for you. Um, what inspired you to focus on building women specific outdoor programming? Yeah, cool. I, um, Women's issues are really like close to my heart around empowerment. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to be politically correct, but you know what? Like, yeah, men, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. There's yeah. no no filters on my show. Knock it off. Men have, you know, it's like society was built for men and for men being successful. And so working with women and growing that confidence and like having fun and building that camaraderie and being able to challenge each other. Like that's special, you know, and, and having that kind of a community where you're able to nudge, um, is, is a lot of fun and really like promotes personal growth and personal development. Yeah. I mean, look, the world was built by a bunch of men, right? Like, like at least the way they designed it and men, men like in general have, you know, some are amazing designers, but in general, like most men suck at design. 
Like, the, like the, that's the way I see it. So, and, and when you look at these legacy systems of design, you know, to your point, it's not with a lot of, you know, groups that are not men in mind. And so I think that it's important to build those institutions. And, and I mean, even men need it too. Like right now, like men are under, a, like if you're, if you're a guy, a, a, a successful, you know, non man of color, you're under, fucking under attack, you know, right now. You know, and, you know, if you look, I think it's suicide rates for men in their 50s, white men in their 50s is like some like generational high, you know, so it's, it's, it's not easy to be those guys either. But at the same time, like, I think everyone needs to find whatever support they can that is going to help them thrive. Like I've been I'm in CEO forums. I mean, three of them, one's co-ed and two are men only. And it's because, you know, like and if you ask, it's like because it's a different vibe once you start to mix it up. And I think the same goes for women like. Like you guys can empower each other in a different way that if you had a bunch of guys in there with you, it would just be different. It would be a different vibe, you know? And I don't think that, that, and to your point, there's enough, there probably is enough of an institution for co-ed or, you know, support groups that you're, what you're doing is I think really important. So that, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I think of the woman who may have been exposed to getting outdoors with a partner with maybe like a boyfriend or a husband then they break up or get a divorce. And then all of a sudden she looks around and says, Oh, wait a second. All of my friends just want to, none of them want to do these things. None of them want to carry heavy stuff into the woods right? You know, or go fishing or whatever. And there are communities out there for women so that you're able to do the things that you find to be fun because like you're allowed that, you know, and you get to have fun, whether it means, you know, gutting a fish or going backpacking or climbing mountains. And, you know, we also get to do it together. You can do it, you know, with everyone, but you, you know, it, it is a special vibe. Yeah. And, you know, you said something that's really interesting earlier and I meant to comment on it. You said, you know, by going outdoors, like becoming empowered, that's how you show up in other parts of your life. And, and there's a, a quote that's, you know, how you show up for anything. It's how you show up for everything. Right. And, yeah. and, and that I think kind of mirrors what you're talking about, which is, but it gives you a context around it, which is, okay, I'm going to go out with, with women and we're going to go and become empowered and support each other. And, and I have, you know, I have a lot of friends actually who are women that are building women only companies. And I'm going to be honest with you. I prefer to do business with them. You know, it's a different vibe and you know, I think that, look, if you ask me my question, I think that there needs to be way, 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 way more females in, in the top levels of leadership all throughout the world. And I think it'll solve every fucking problem we have. Like literally, if if the world mirrored the population and we had 50% or 49% women in power, our problems are gone. Because I think men fuck, men are creating the testosterone that's what's creating all these issues. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but that, those are, those are, that's, my, that's my perspective. Um, we had a question. You said the term forest bathing. What is that? Yeah. So forest bathing is, um, is actually a Japanese tradition of just re being really present in your environment. So what that might mean is, um, doing a different kind of a meditation with like taking everything in with your eyes and observing everything that's around you. So behind me, you see like these these strong trees and like the different leaves and the different colors and the different textures. And so it's a way of getting really present with, with what is surrounding you at the moment. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, and that, that there's such a cool like awareness around the consciousness of that, right. That you're, you're, you're present in the fullest, like, in, I guess it's almost like a eye open meditation, right. But you're mm -hmm. using the forest for it. Wow. So I'm, I'm going to, I've admitted this twice on the show. I'm going to admit it a third time. I used to joke that there's two things in the world I hate. One is meditation and the second is hiking. And, and I, and I love meditation now. Like, like it's very rare. I don't meditate every day for at least 20 minutes uh, doing, I do Sam Harris waking up, which if, if you've never done that is freaking amazing. Um, I'm, I'm, he's my God. Uh, but I, I'm going to take, I think, I think you have to take me out hiking and we got to do some meditation and I may actually come on the show and say, there's two things I hate in this world and it's not hiking. It's not meditation. I'll pick two new things. <laughs> That's cool. I hadn't thought, you know, I do realize I love, but the, uh, on my property, we have these amazing oak trees, like these, they're called heritage oaks. 
and I love looking at them. The lo I'll, I'll send you a picture actually after the show of, of the tree. I have like this 200 year old oak tree outside of my bedroom window. That's just, it was the reason I bought the property. I was like, this, this is gorgeous. So I think you're right. There's something around our connectivity to nature that grounds us and gets us, I don't know, you know, like to your point, like forest bathing. I never heard that term either. I didn't even know, which, I didn't even catch that, that I'll thank my team for catching that because that is, that is such an, a cool observation. So you said, what is, do you know the word in Japanese for it? I would butcher it at the moment. Okay, uh, you get, we'll look it up offline. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Darius here, and by now you might know that I'm passionate about a few things. Pizza, pink unicorns, core values, and down dirty, interesting conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment. And you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to The Greatness Machine. All you have to do is go to DariusScale.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And there, you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly. It's going to give you a scalability score at the end. And it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next. Once again, guys, that's www.itsdariusscale.com. Once again, guys, it's DariusScale.com. And now back to the show. Um, we, so we got a couple more questions. What do you do in the evening to set yourself up for the next day? Hmm. Yeah, I feel that the morning ritual, I have a morning ritual, which includes journaling, meditation, um, journaling and meditation, and you know sometimes some exercise. But the night before, I send out my accountability buddy, my schedule for the next day. And I turn off my phone and I brush my teeth in peace and I do my eye cream. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll do an evening meditation, you know, while I'm going to bed, you know, uh, sometimes I'll rest a, a hand on my heart and another hand on my stomach yeah. and just observe the breathing so that I can calm myself down. Um, I've been getting into sleep apps um, to basically regulate and see how I'm doing in terms of how much sleep I'm getting. Um, but my, my evening routine is, is, is super basic. It's like, I turn everything off the TVs, the computers, the phones, and, uh, you know, I make sure that I'm off the phone by a certain time. There's, um, so I'm going to plug our show for tomorrow because the woman that's going to be on the show tomorrow is Gina Malacone, which is she's unbelievable. Like she's like Gina, if you're watching this, like I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to have her. She's, she, she's all about, um, she's a neurology. Well, she's a, she, she teaches NPL or NLP neurolinguistics programming. I'm in and a training for that right now. What's that? I'm in a training for that tonight. Oh, wow. Well, she's like one of the world's best at it. Like she's amazing. And she uses, anyway, she does this thing. It's called, I think it's called heart rhythm which is, it's the way, it's the, actually the waves of the heart and, and how they're connected to basically the resonance of the world around you. And how does that affect you from everything from sleep to, you know, the people you're attracting, the behavior, the way you're feeling from an anxiety standpoint. Anyway, the, the, there's some really cool things around, they're measuring actually the electricity in the heart. So mm -hmm. that, I think there's a lot there that has to do with actually how we sleep, right? Because it, there's the, the, they say like even the light on your phone, you know, increases the neuro, the neurotransmissions in your brain, right? That's like, that's, it's electricity essentially. We're like we're electrical, right? Like our whole body is, is filled with, you know, like neurons that have electric charges, you know, and, uh, and our nerves get affected. So that's pretty cool. I, I haven't done, I've done the meditation before I sleep where I'll, I'll meditate. I'll, I'll think of the things I'm grateful for in my life for like maybe about a minute or two. Um, and that's, that's calming, but I, I'll try that. The, like the, the feelings of the heart and the, the stomach and the, like, that's, that's a smart idea. 
Do you, um, we have a couple more questions. I, I wanted to ask you a question around core values. So think about this in a second when I ask the next question, but have, do you, do you know your personal core values, by the way? Have you done them? Oh, I have to do that for you for your 40th birthday. So that's my, gift. That, that's my gift to you. I'm going to do your personal core values with you and, and we're, we're going to build them. I love my so, birthday. Yeah, that's totally my gift to you. That's a, that's, that's like the, I wish I'd give it to you sooner. Um, so, um, one thing that I do, I'm, and I've been bad about it lately because I've been slammed with the book launch and I've been kind of off my schedule, but I, when I meditate in the morning, I actually meditate on my personal core values. So it's, it's a really cool way to kind of set your day up. And sometimes if I'm having a bad day before I go to bed, I'll do the, the great, I'll do a gratitude meditation and then I will think of the one core value I really want to have a better day with the next day. And I'll just re I'll just kind of say it to myself. Repeat, I'll repeat it over and over until I like kind of calm down. So that's my present to you. We're going to do your personal core values. I am so excited for that. I can't uh, wait. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, it's done. All right. Um, we'll take that offline. Uh, all right. So what has been the coolest place you've adventured to you've adventured in? I would say, and this isn't like a traditional adventure, but uh, a few years ago, I went to Thailand because I never got that like traditional after college, I'm going to backpack through Southeast Asia experience. And I created that for myself. And I started at a monastery for, you know, I've done Vipassana, I've done other retreats, meditation retreats. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to pop in for like, I don't know, three to five days Three to five days ended up being 21. Wow. Was it was it like a silent meditation or was, oh, wow. You didn't, you had a silent meditation for 21 days? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But that's I, not exactly like an adventuring, physical adventuring, but it was definitely like, a, it was definitely a mind adventuring experience. Um, and then I still felt that I didn't really get that Southeast Asia <laughs> because I was meditating the whole time in, in silence. Um, but that was an amazing experience. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, I can come back for the elephants. I can come back for everything else. And I have the time blocked off of my calendar. Now I've told all my clients that I'm basically off the grid anyway, you know, cause it was around Christmas and new year's time. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, like, wow. I guess I'm supposed to be here, you know? And so just recognizing in that moment of, okay, I get to shift what I thought this trip was going to be about mm -hmm. and then uh, like be, be really present with that. So that was a, that was a crazy and wonderful, wonderful adventure. Um, and then I would say physically, I would say when, when I tried to, when I tried to climb Mount Shasta for the first time, I haven't been back, but it was as a fundraiser back in the day before there was all the websites where you actually wrote hand letters to people saying, I'm climbing this mountain for this organization for Bay Area Wilderness Training. And um, I led a bunch of training hikes and I became friends with all of these people who I'm still friends with today. And we were having so much fun getting up the mountain that we um like we didn't get to the top <laughs> and so like and I, and I take that story with me because you know on one hand it's like if you're going to climb a mountain you might as well get to the gosh darn top of it right. and like you can't summit you're not going to summit every mountain that you try to climb and so I feel that because that was my first experience with mountain climbing it's like you safety is number one safety is always number one I'm sort of boring like that you know, and I don't care if I'm the least popular person in the group because safety actually like really becomes number one. Sure. But I love that trip because it was my first mountain. I'm going to climb another mountain next week. I'm going to go to Mount Rain uh, not Rainier, Mount Whitney, which is the highest peak in the lower 48. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you got to give it your go. And sometimes you can get to the top. And sometimes, you know, like the, the first person to turn around who I thought in my mind, I had created this story where I was like, oh, he's really athletic and he runs marathons, this, that. He was the first one off because of the altitude. Oh, wow. You know, and it's like, you never really quite know. You just have to listen to your body. You have to communicate with your team and, you know, make a decision together and, you know, ultimately execute. And so 
even that as an example is like, okay, well, how do I translate that into real life? You know, like you speak up, you share, you make a determination, you know, and then you take the next step, whether it's up or down the mountain. Yeah. So you said two things that like gave, that just kind of struck me. First of all, you said you're not going to summit every mountain you climb. And I'm like, that's like such an analogy for life. Right. And, and there was a guy who spoke at my TEDx event like eight years ago, um, Kevin Jagger. And he, he tried to become a professional speed skater in Canada. He literally quit his, he would play football in college for, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was some really good college in Canada. And then he went and became a, um, an investment maker in New York and then quit his job when he was 24. It was like, I'm going to go become an Olympian. Like I'm going to go attempt to become an Olympian. Like, and he had never skated before in his whole life. And, and so look, the chances of becoming an Olympian when you've never skated before in your whole life is like pretty much almost zero. And so he ended up making it to like top 20 in, in Canada. Um, Cause he was very athletic, but he, he didn't become an Olympian. And his whole talk was essentially like the name of the, of the, the theme of the event was the pursuit of passion. And his was called the passion for pursuit, which is, it's not about the, the hit reaching the summit. It's about enjoying the process of getting there, you know, which uh, you hear people say that, but what that means is what I found is because I've always been the guy that's like, I like, had you, I heard you say the thing is like, you're not going to summit every mountain like five years ago. I would have been like, yeah, maybe you, but I'm going to, right? Like that's my achiever brain. That's like my competitive achiever brain is like, why would I even attempt to climb it if I'm not going to summit it? Right. And here I am five years later and I'm the opposite. I'm like, why would I attempt to climb it if I'm not going to enjoy climbing it? Mm. And, which is a totally different, like you have to have a completely different mind shift. And so I think a lot of us in our lives focus on this outcome. This, and then what I've learned is I had to, like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, right? And so when you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a Darius entrepreneur where there's literally no, no ceiling, like, like I remember having a $200,000 company being like, I'm going to build a billion dollar company. And like when I was 25, when I never built a company and, and people say shit like that. And with, and then they, they, they quit really, you know, they quit at like 8 million or 5 million. And, and I was always just like billions coming. I haven't hit a billion by the way yet, but, um, yeah. but I remember thinking things like that. And then, but that wasn't my goal. I was just like this pie in the sky goal, but I had some goals that were like, I'm going to have a hundred million dollar company. And, and I was nowhere near that. And then when I hit that, I was like, it was as if I had done nothing. It was as if I'd made myself like a cocktail. You know, I did not, there was no celebration. There was no satisfaction. And I realized that I hadn't enjoyed the process. I was so focused on the outcome that the process itself wasn't, it just what, you know, like that was just part of the deal. And what my, my realization is like, why do anything if you're not going to enjoy the process? I mean, unless you have to, you know, if your life's on the line or whatever, yeah, like, look, like there's plenty of shitty things you have to do in your life that you're not going to enjoy the process, but I'm not talking about those things. Those things, like you, you got to do what you got to do. Like right now I'm building a course and it's brain damage for me. It's super hard. I don't enjoy it, but I, I'm doing it because I want to get out the world. But when you talk about stuff like the show, like, oh my God, like this is like, I enjoy every second of this. Right. And I realized that we all need to pick these things in our lives. It sounds like you've done a great job of this, of picking these things in our lives that the outcome will be whatever it's going to be, but I'm going to like suck, soak up and every ounce of marrow out of that bone of the process, you know? And when you start finding those things, and what I found is when you align your strengths, your purpose and your values, those things appear, but so you gotta, you gotta know your values. You gotta know your purpose. And then you gotta play in your strengths. And when you do those three things, which like, sounds like you're doing, you may not have defined your values, I, but I know, you know, your values. Um, and sounds like you're really in line with your purpose and you're doing things within your strengths. And that's when it all kind of comes together and you're, you're at least really loving the process. I mean, do you agree with that? I agree. Um, it's also been a process to get here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, why, why do you, why do you say that? I'll tell you why I think that, but why do you say that? Well, because there is a voice that I've heard for a period of time that I sort of ignored you know, and I was completely committed to, uh, you know, um, like certain kinds of jobs. And uh, I mean, it's basically like the attachment with the ego, you know, of, you know, working for different agencies and whatnot, but also like knowing that I 
you know, that I have gifts to share that I'm not able to share in that kind of an environment, you know? And so it's actually taken COVID to, for me to get to where I am right now, because the last time I saw you in person was when we were in Utah and on that trip, I was, you know, I drove through a bunch of Western States thinking, Oh, can I live in the mountains? Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, here we are. And I gave notice. I've been in the mountains for the last like six months and I love it. And I gave notice for my apartment, but like, I also needed that nudge, you know, to get me to where, to get me to where I am. And like this reminder, and I feel like, you know, I'm hopeful that everyone is experiencing some level of that with COVID in terms of all of those things, all of those thoughts, like what you have been doing well, what you have been wanting to do, all bubble up because you're at home and you have nothing else to do, you know, besides thinking about like these hopes and dreams that you've had. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, this is like the little nudge that people need in order to like take that first step. And so that's part of it. It's like, you don't have to have, and this for me has been really hard. So I'm launching a program and a previous version of me would want to have known every single thing that had come out, you know, and my intention was not to start this program, this 40 day forward program. It's just sort of evolved, you know, and I'm rolling with it. Whereas, you know, when I worked for the federal government, you have to have everything lined out you know, from soup to nuts. Is that what they say? You know, like all of the details, everything be perfect. It goes up the chain of command, down the chain of command 30 times by the time it is launched. It might be outdated, you know, and it's just a different way of thinking and like retraining our minds and our brains to think a different way. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And thinking differently is okay. You know, we need to think differently for different situations, you know? So for example, the other day on my birthday hike and I like walked into a forest fire and I was like, okay, like we are no longer swimming in this beautiful lake, but we are assessing and calling 911. And, you know, luckily I had this mile a day training who knew that it was so that I can get my fucking ass out of a forest fire, you know, (laughs) like how crazy is that? I mean, it was a small fire and I had a conversation with like the chief at the fire department and talked about the coordination between us forest service and Cal fire and whatnot, and everything is fine and everyone was safe, but like practicing different ways of being is, you know, is, is, is a critical skill for, you know, for, for success, because you're not going to always know the big picture. You're not going to always have that very specific goal that you're working towards. You're not going to always have everything in front of you and that you're just working towards it. You know, like I'm an analyzer. So I'm like, okay, give me the spreadsheets. Like, what is this all? Like, how do the puzzles fit together? Totally. You know, like that. And you know what? Sometimes you only have two pieces of the puzzle and that's okay too, because, you know, you just have to take that first step, you know, like. I don't want anyone to feel intimidated about like, oh, and I don't even tell most of my clients that I'm climbing this ginormous mountain next week because I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, for me, it's just like another thing that I'm doing, right? you know, but I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, how, like, I'm so far behind. And it's like, it doesn't even matter. It's all about just like getting out there a little bit, 
at a time and like pushing yourself a little bit more and going a little bit further. And I feel like that's what you're talking about in business, you know, and that's how it relates to being on the, on the trail and like pushing yourself a little bit, not pushing, but you know, like it's that subconscious that comes up where it's like, you know, you can go a little bit farther. You can go a little bit higher, like your next company, you can, you can aim for a higher number. Like you can do it. You got there. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even celebrate when I got there. I would just be like, oh, cool. Like onward and upward. Right. And and then, I, you know, and my realization now is like, well, that's no way to live. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've gone through kind of a pretty big transformation over the last couple of years of my life uh, in a lot of ways. But um, I was talking to my therapist about this. And I see this amazing therapist. He's going to be on my show next month. His name is Stephen Terrell. The guy is a freaking God. And, you know, he's like, you don't enjoy life that much, do you? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> you know, I love my kids. I love my family, but like, I don't enjoy moments, you know? And I, and I decided right, you know, over the last few months where I'm like, I am going to enjoy life. You know, you owe it to yourself to do that. To your point, like the, we live in such a comparison culture, right? And it's, is an Amer- I think it's, I think it's worldwide, but I think America, I mean, I, I don't know if it's an animalistic thing or what, but it's definitely an American thing where we just compare ourselves and compare ourselves and we got this bullshit on social media where people are picturing, showing you the, the, like the perfect moment and leaving out the other 99.99999% of the bullshit. That's terrible that you would never, ever want to do. Right. And, and then we say, Oh, that's reality, which when it's not, you know, and I see people do all that all the time. They front, they fake it. And then re- inside they're like just miserable, you know, because they're, they're, they're living for that, that one Instagram moment. And, and it's like, dude, those aren't even the best moments. The best moments are like moments like this where we're just bullshitting or when my six-year-old runs in here and gives me a huggle attack and, you know, we play Beyblades together and then I, you know, race them in the swimming pool tomorrow afternoon, right? Those are the best moments, you know, having like the, the first bite of pizza is the best moment. You know, like it's not the fucking bullshit picture I'm going to put on Instagram. That's for sure. You know, it's really funny that you that you say this because I've always thought of you as someone who enjoys life, um, and I feel that for myself, I feel like I actually feel like that is my my lesson in this lifetime. As silly as that might sound, where I'm like, you know what? Like, I feel so blessed for so many different reasons. And I feel like it's sort of easier when I see other people who are so blessed be not happy where I'm like, don't you see how good you have it? Like you have to like enjoy the moment. And it's funny because so I'm a Solomon ambassador, like the running shoe, like the, the shoe brand oh, oh, oh solomon okay yeah i'm like is that like a religious thing <laughs> i'm no. like that sounds like very religious <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and like the hashtag is it's time to play and i'm like yeah like remember yeah. that like it's time to play like let your inner child have a little bit of fun like enjoy that first slice of you know that first bite of the pizza you know or like snuggling with your kids because like that's what that's what matters yeah, no, uh, it, you know, my kids have, has, have helped me a lot. For me, it's it's not, I do it. I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy life. It's just that I don't, I don't have like, I, it's hard for me to enjoy life. Um, and normally in, in my life where I've enjoyed life, it usually involves, I have to have friends around and partying and, you know, but, it, and that's not most of your life, right? That's like 1% of your life, you know, unless you're like, I mean, for some people, maybe it's a lot more, but, but, you know, for me, that's always been super enjoyable. And that's when people see me, right? Those are my Instagram moments where you see me around my friends or, or we're spending one-on-one time together and I'm connecting. And those are, those are probably my, my highest levels of joy, but that's not most of the time, right? That's some of the time. Um, the other rest of the time is the stuff that most people don't see where I'm grinding and I'm, you know, I mean, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I go to, you know, right now it's five o'clock. I've been going for 13 hours a day, you know, and this is the norm for me. Um, I, and I'm going, I have a, I have a, I'm doing a talk in Australia at eight o'clock tonight. So, you know, like, and that's tiring. Right. And that's, and, but I'll enjoy it. I'll love that moment, but that, that 18 hour day is going to be tough, you know? Um, and, and what I've found is if I'm not doing work that I love that, that that's a drain as, as opposed to energetic. And, and so that's why I say like, you have to find that joy. And it's, I'm preaching to myself 
because I think that the, like we're going, I could go for hours about why I've had a hard time finding joy in my life. And it's, it's old and it's old stuff that that's happened in my life. That's made me feel that way. And I've overcome it by working hard. Right. Like, like, but I haven't enjoyed the fruits of that labor. Right. And like, like, well, that, that's this topic for another show because we're, we're we're deep, and I want to ask. There's a couple more questions I want to get. Uh, this is like probably the longest show I've had because we're having oh. such an awesome conversation. Right on. Um. So the last question was, uh, how can we get Darius to love hiking? I don't know, guys. I, we don't even need to go there because it'll be uh, my. What I like to say is, um, I don't enjoy staring at rocks and leaves, but maybe Annette can change that. I'm gonna. I'll do her core values. She can take me on a hike. We'll see if someone's going to do it, it's going to be a net. So I'll give her, I'll give her the first shot at it. And then she can come back and say, yeah, he's lost cause. There's no, there's no chance of him enjoying hiking. Um, I won't complain though, when we do it, I do enjoy hiking sometimes, but we'll see. Uh, last question though, for the women who are hesitant to get outside, what would you tell them? Yeah, I'd say to start small and to find someone to go with so that it can be fun. You know, like whether it's starting just in your neighborhood doing a walk around the block. I know that sounds super boring. It's like the same way how I coach about meditation. It's like, start with one minute, but like, just go around the block. Um, you can find someone, you know, find a friend that you can talk, walk and talk with, or, um, you know, I do these walks every Wednesday, like, come on, a, come on a walk with me. You know, it's, it's just a conference line, super low tech. Um, and there, I mean, back in the day, there were meetup groups, but so that's, that's shifted a little bit because I'd always say like, look at the, at a local meetup group and see if there are walks that are close to you, you know, and then you can see what kind of walks they're doing, what kind of hikes they're doing, how far they're going, you know, like maybe you don't want to be with a really aggressive group, you know, like I don't like going on meetup hikes with in co-ed because there's always at least a couple of really weird guys. And then I feel bad that I need to like talk to them. And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe not anymore, you know, in terms of like, as time goes on, but like finding a community that's close to you and you can join my Facebook group, fall in love with nature and embrace the authentic you. And it's a really nice way to connect with other people who have similar interests and, you know, like having fun with it. Cause that's really the most important part about it. Yeah. I, I love how you whispered about the weird dudes as if they were going to like, they're listening to the show and they're going to come get you right now. <laughs> there's a lot of weird dudes. Uh, there are a lot of weird dudes and there's some weird girls. Um, there's, there's just weird, weird, like, Hey, we all embrace your inner weirdness. That's why I say, just don't make other people feel weird. Um, so that takes emotional intelligence. So, um, so yeah. So one more time, where can they find you again on, on Facebook? Yeah. Fall in love with nature and embrace the authentic you is the Facebook group. And I'm on Instagram. It's just my name. And I have a, I've, I've recently committed to myself of showing up. I don't want to say that I haven't been authentic, but I have an aversion to, to Instagram, but I'm like, you know what? I just want to like share what is hard, what is easy, you know, like not necessarily all, you know, like, cause sometimes you go on Instagram and, and even I, and I'm like, I'm an, I'm an ambassador, you know, like look at these other pictures and it's easy to get intimidated. And it's like, no, this is accessible to everyone. So, and I want everyone to feel safe. And then, um, I do have that 40 day program that's coming up. Um, and so it's ultimately around choosing a goal that you can show up to for yourself for 40 days. Very cool. Well, um, so grateful to have you on the show. This was Thank so you. fun. Got to we got to do this again, and we'll we'll, we'll dive deeper into you know the, a lot of the things that we didn't talk about, and there's so much there. Um, guys, thank you so much for um, watching the show. Share this with your friends. Uh, more people need to know about Annette and all the cool things she's doing. Uh, you can, uh, if you want, if you like what you're seeing, you want to follow more of these shows. You can check us out on my Facebook page at the Real Darius M, um, and or my website www therealdarius.com. Am I questioning it? Is it? Yeah. Therealdarius.com. And then I got all my uh, social media on the website. So www.therealdarius.com. And again, Annette, I love you. And I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. And happy birthday. Um, can't wait to do your core values with you. All right. Bye guys. You are listening to The Greatness Machine. And that's a wrap for today. Guys, The Greatness Machine is all about two things. 
people who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world. And we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from and leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster, show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons, and you will also get links that came out during the show. So on there, look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.